So, we're bang smack in the middle of Hilchas Basavachalav, Mamish, in the stick of the Sugya of Dovachoris. That's where we ended up yesterday. We have tons and tons to do today. We've got to cover loads of different Shilas. So, we're going to start like this. Let's get straight into it. Um, we said yesterday, if you remember, we talked about the Sugya of Tam Keika, that the taste of something that is in the walls of a pot is like the acre itself. We're going to speak more about that when we get into Zaya and Steam. The other thing we discussed was Nat Barnat, which was a secondary tam, right? A double tam, which is much weaker, Toast has told us, in Chol and And then we spoke about the next level, which is Dabu Chalif, which means something sharp, which we're going to try to define today as much as we can. And the din of a Dabu is, number one, it does not require heat to remove and extract taste. So, for example, <clears throat> that which would normally require heat or marinating for 24 hours, when it comes to, <coughs> excuse me, a double horror would not require that. We just need Ducha de Sakina, which is the strength, pressure of the knife going down. Which we said doesn't mean a knife, it can also mean a fork, it can also mean a grater or a blender or something similar to that. The second thing it does is it takes a tambrition, not a nap barnat, which normally it would be a nap barnat because the meat went into the knife and the knife into the onion. But the onion has the ability to extract a tambrition, an ikatam, a main tam. And the second, the third thing that we learned was that even if it wasn't used for 24 hours, which normally means it's an Eni Ben Yoma we discussed yesterday and defined that as something that has not been used for 24 hours, the din is by an onion or a Dovah anything that falls into that category, will be able to extract the taste even if it wasn't used for 27 years. So those are the three Chedushim of a Dovah Now, <clears throat> a few things that we have to explain. The first thing is when you cut an onion... And we'll just use an onion as an example, but there are many examples of a double charif. If you take an onion and you cut it with a flesh sugar knife, okay, does not have to be a benyome, okay? Sfarim have different, slightly different halachas, which is why there's another book called Kashrut in the kitchen, okay? Sfardik edition, exactly. Together with the Sfardim, we can have a lot of kulas. There's a lot of kulas over there. But we're going to go with the Vishidas as Ashkenazim right now. You take an onion and you cut it in half with a flesh sugar knife. What is the din with the onion? Make huge enough So according to the Rajba, the whole onion becomes a piece of meat. It's a piece of meat now. That means, theoretically, if you put that onion into a uh, cheese soup, you would need 60 times soup connected to the entire onion, says the Rajba, because the, the whole onion becomes a piece of flesh. Right? Nafkamina, do you have to wait six hours? We'll talk about it maybe tomorrow when we get into those halachas. That's the Shitas Harajba. Shitas Haravid is a Kedena Tila. What is a Kedena Tila? Around two centimeters. That's what the stipend paskant. It's around two centimeters from each side that you cut. So it's not the whole onion become flyshik, but where you cut, wherever you sliced it, two centimeters that side, two centimeters that side, that's what will be flyshik, the rest of it is pyruf. How do we paskin the mice like Shitas Harosh? Which is a Kedei Klipa. What's a Kedei Klipa? The amount... Was that who said that? Very good. Thank you very much. Kedei Klipa means a peel's worth. So if you take, you know, at, at the smallest amount that you'd be able to peel from that onion, that would be a Kedei Klipa. And if that's the case, only that becomes a fleshik. The rest of it is pirate. Which means you'd be better to have to cut it off, but not with a fleshik knife. You know, that guy who takes a fleshik knife and cuts off the Kedei Klipa. I have to keep on going and cutting and cutting and cutting. Anyone with me? Tell Right, exactly. So that's the din over there. Now, what is the din of a double charif? What exactly is considered to be a double charif? So, an onion, a garlic, radishes, leeks, scallions, pickles, many of pickles, especially if they're sharp, uh, limes, 
some posts can even say grapefruits and olives are included, or cooking apples, for example, that are very sour. All of these things could have a din of a dovacharif, which would mean when you cut them, make sure you cut them with a power of knife. That's why it's good to have a power of knife in your home to make sure that you cut a dovacharif with that, because otherwise you're going to have problems. One of the shailas, like this, this shailas comes in all the time, and someone will either write an email or call with a gunsa shaila, how I cut, an onion with a milchiger knife, and then put it in the blender, and then put it into the fleischiger oven with the fleischiger, and the this, and the pan, and the pot, and everything's awesome, my whole kitchen's awesome, what do I do? So the first question I asked them, brings this down. I say, oh, use the milchiger knife. Okay. Was it ever used in its life for hot cheese? So sometimes, yeah, okay, you cut pizza with it, lasagna, whatever. But very often I get the answer like, no, I never use it for hot cheese. I use it for cold cheese, whatever, cut a piece of cheese cold or, you know, have something on the plate, whatever. But it's not, it's never been used for hot cheese. So if it was never used for hot cheese, it's not really a milk knife. It's better than it's a power of a knife. It might have a, it might have a blue color or a blue sticker on it saying milking, but the mice, it's not because it was never used in its life for milking. So you have to know that. Now, one of the shiles we left with yesterday was like this. And this is a very important shiler, very nagaya shiler. What happens? If you take an onion and you cut it with a Fleischiger knife, you then, to make the Kegel, right? Okay, so that's what's the problem. I'm going to be to the Kegel with the Fleisch anyway, so my enough Camino, right? No problem. Yes. If you never used it for hot meat, then it's better but it's a power of knife, right? I, I use milk as an example because Mustama, the oil Shimon's mask him. Uh, Fleischig knives are Fleischig knives and steaks, and you know? Especially depends which yeshiva you're in as well, you know what I'm saying? Yes, that's what I said as well. Correct. Very good, Yudash. Correct. Ah, Valdik. So I said like this. What's the din, Tully, in this case, okay? You took a knife, a fly sugar knife, you cut an onion, you then put it into a blender, right? A, 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 what's it called? A food processor, right? Where you put it inside and it spins around. You know how it goes, right? Okay. Now what is the din with the blade of that food processor, of that blender? Do we say that the onion that received from the knife will then go along and give to the blade, and now my blade is fleishik. Now, if I make cucumber salad or whatever it means for shalashidas with milchiks, I'm going to have problems. What's going to be? What is going to be in that case? So, what are we passing in such a case? Does the blade become fleishik? Are you with me with the shayla? Very, very common shayla. Very common. Nosme, you got it? What's that? That's the shayla. That's the shayla. Oh, why would it? Frank Shimon. Why would it not? Right, Rafal? Good kasha. What's the answer? Moish, it's real. What's the kasha? Yeah? yeah? The kasha is, is there not by not another time also. Magnavom and Simon Aleph in Urchaim and Hilchus Pesach Paskins that there's no real not by not in this case. And therefore the, the Magnavom wants to say in that case it's not not by not, it's Tam Ke'ika, which means it's going to be Fleisha. According to Magnavom, the blade will now be meaty, which will mean that if it stays that way, that means if I cook a, if I, if I cut an onion, on that food processor and that blade, in 20 years' time, that onion is going to be fleshy. Right? According to the Evan it does not. So it's a machoikist, the Moganavrob, and the Evan Oizah. How do we pass in the If you look at the Chochmas Adom, the Chochmas Adom, and the Mishtabur, but Edsem and Toftali, that is also is passed to be machme in this case. Although the meaning generally is to be maker, what we tell people is if you can, kasher it. Just drop it into a bubbling kettle, or into a bubbling pot of water, this is made it parav. But, to know to future, when you cut onions or garlics or whatever scallions in your house, make sure to use a power of a knife, especially if you're going to be putting it into a food processor, and then you don't have Zevidi Shilas of what we're discussing over here. By the way, again, without going, there's so many details we could spend on, we could spend hours just on the subject, but we have to go weiter. 
one of the very important things people don't chop is what about, for example, if you didn't use ducha de sakina, I didn't cut it with the knife, but I simply put a fleischer knife into the chrein. Right? What's the din? I have chrein, which is dovah chorov, it's very, very sharp. I take my fleischer knife, uh, spoon, and I just dip it in there and I leave it in there. Now, without going into all the shitas, pashtas, if you leave it there for 18 minutes, that's called marinating. Just like if you put meat into milk for 24 hours, cold, it's called kovash kumavushal. It's got a din, like it's pickled, like it's marinated, like it's being cooked. So even though there's no heat, but 24 hours affects like heat. So too, with a dove of 18 minutes, according to some shitas, look at the Daikid Shiva in Simon Peites, he goes through the Sugya Barichus, that will consider to be that used heat, which means that if you use a fly sugar knife, and I'm talking about a fly sugar spoon, that was used for meat, hot meat. Like kids use it for hot chicken soup or something like that. And now you dip it into the chrein. So now the whole chrein is considered to be fleshic. Now you put it back into the container and you have it with shalashidis by night and you have a problem because you're going to have it with milchiks and you have a problem. Or for example, this is also a shayla zacharia. I don't know how many people thought about these things, right? Mati, this is gabaldi. You take your milk, you take your fleshic and that fork, fleshic and fork that you use for hot meat and you put it into the pickle jar. You know how it goes, not necessarily, it's like a lucky dip, not necessarily the one you're going to pick, and poke is the one you're going to get out. Sometimes you poke it, no, next one. One second, the one that you poked, you just poked it with a fleshic of fork, that means the entire pickle, according to Rashford for sure, is considered to be fleshic, it's a piece of meat. You can eat it tomorrow with your pizza, with your cheese, whatever it may be, Masa Vakhalov, you need to think about these things. You've got to be very, very careful when you deal with the Dovah Chorif to make sure you use Parav items or set it aside that is Fleishik. Well, basically, we have to move on even though we could spend hours on this Sugya. Let's move on to the next Sugya. The next Sugya I want to discuss is a very important Sugya and it's a Sugya called Zaya. Zaya is... Sweat. Okay. We're going to translate it as steam. Just because it will be normal gayer in the kitchen to have shadows of steam than sweat, I hope. Okay? Martel, are you with me? If you have steam. Now, where do you have steam? You have steam in an oven. You have steam on top of any pot that is cooking. All sorts of shadows come up with steam. Now, there's a Mishnah in Machshirim. Famous Mishnah. The Mishnah over there talks about a mikvah house. Okay? Without going into the details, spend too much time. You have a mikvah house and there's tumor in there. The steam sort of brings up everything and, and, and sort of connects everything together. So says the sheet is a rosh. The rosh says from this Mishnah, what do we see? But even by Issa, that steam of something has a din of the thing itself. So for example, if you have chicken soup that's cooking and it's steaming, right? The steam coming out. That steam is chicken soup, which means it's fly sugar steam. Nafkamina, when you take a salt shaker and you pour it over the chicken soup, could be that the steam is going, going to go inside the holes and make all the salt fleishik. Or who add in with your ketchup? Who add in with the pepper or the garlic? Or anything else you add into the spices, into the chicken soup, could be a problem, apart from obviously your hands, which could be greasy as well. That's obviously a problem. But the steam that goes in could theoretically be problematic. Let's say you hold a ladle over the, over the pan, right? And you realize, oh, before you even put it in, oh, this is milchik. Okay, I didn't put it in yet. Yeah, but it was had the steam over there. Right? I once went into someone's kitchen and I saw, we should never know such a thing. This is a terrible, terrible thing. 
they had behind the gas area where they had the cooking area, they had a, a, a magnet, and they used to stack all their, their ladles and everything. I said, such a thing. I walked into the house and I said, excuse me, what's going on a bit? They said, what, you look around the kitchen, you see a Shulchan Aruch? Yeah, I saw a Shulchan Aruch, base, very simple. There you have steam, and the steam goes up into the ladle, or behind the, the cooking over there. So what are you going to do? So, uh, what are the oil I'm going to tie now? Huh? You didn't see the Pisre Chuma over there in Simon Sadi base, where he brings a Chuva Sabah. What does the Bach say? On Chashulchan Paskin, Zet Alachan Amaisa. My Rashiv Rav Shaima Paskin, that's where also Alachan Amaisa. Which was what? That any time steam has a place to go, in other words, it's not in a confined area, it does not have the Koyach to do anything. Which means, if, for example, you have a pressure cooker, you know the, pre- the old-fashioned pressure cookers, where the top had a little hole, and it comes to that... It makes the noise. Very good. But it comes out with a lot, with a lot of start kite. You know what I'm saying? It comes out with a, with a real pressure, right? So what's the din over there? So over there, that could be a real problem, because there it's coming out with a real pressure. Or, for example... Someone was going to Rabbi Yashiv Zatzal. He asked me, I have one Shaila to ask. What do you want to ask? So I asked the Shaila about filling up your urn and uh, filling up your chulam pot on Shabbos afternoon or whatever, Shabbos morning that's drying out with the, with the water that's in the urn. Let's not get into Ochah Shabbos, whether it's the Shaila of Chazorah, according to Svadim, I don't know. We're not discussing Ochah Shabbos right now. That's the whole first Seder. Let's discuss Mosev Ochalov. You take up the crock pot, you put it under the urn, you open up the lid, boom! All the steam goes up, goes onto your, onto the faucet, onto the tap of the urn. The faucet now became flesh. Tomorrow morning you're gonna have a coffee with that, with milk? Shemi Rachim. People have to chop all these things, right? Who puts milk in the coffee? Alright, whatever. Okay? Al Kaponim, these are shilas of steam. So the general halacha is, that if steam has a place to go, it's not in a confined area, then you are okay. Many posts came held, Rabbi Zul Obak told me that his father, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, held this way, and Rabbi Shlomo held this way, is that our ovens are also considered to be, that they have a place to go, which means it's not considered to be such a problem of steam in an oven, which would mean, and by the way, this is for Shavuos, is a major shaila. what happens if, for example, you don't have a milchika oven, and you want to make cheesecake in a fly sugar oven, or you have a milk sugar oven, but it's busy right now, and I want to make cheesecake in a fly sugar oven, or in a power of oven, and I don't want it to become milk sugar, whatever it may be. What do I do? So very, very simply, without getting into too, deep, too many details, the way to do that would be to simply kasher it. Now, the Jumagan Avram says, in the Pesach, that we do not kasher from milk sugar to fly sugar scum. However, once a year, for Pefeshvuas, for the Heilige Yontav, there's a vada more mamakim to be makel, which means, the Pimigodim says, which means, according to that, I'd be able to take my oven, that's, for example, either parav or fleishik, and I would burn it out, for example, if it was fleishik, I would clean it nicely, put, put some of the spray, give it a good clean, burn it out for 20 minutes or something until it gets this hot, and then leave it for another 10 minutes, and now it's considered to be parav, and now I can put the cheesecake in there. If the cheesecake is covered, by the way, that won't do anything. If the meat is covered, that won't do anything. For example, if you take a power of uh, oven, this is dangerous, your boy's side. You take a power of oven and you put a fleischik pan in it with mamish fleisch, with meat, sauce, whatever, and you cover it well. It doesn't have to be covered with two coverings. You cover it well. As long as no steam will escape, there's no problem. Your oven is still parav. So according to that, you could go along and do what you need to do. But of course, be careful not to check on it, open it up, and then the steam will come out, because obviously that's going to make problems over there. And uh, be careful not to do it. But kviyas, for shavuos, you could be more makel. The same shayla happens to be... What's that? No, not together. You shouldn't do it together. Uh, 
Bit Yevid, if it was done, ask a local Orthodox rabbi. But Lemaisi, you shouldn't do Lechatchela together. By the way, double oven, people don't know this. You buy double ovens, and people think of Aldi. Milk, and some flyshicks, I could do that at the same time. Okay, there's a true in Shevet Alebi Chedigzaim where he says Lemaisa that the top one should be flyshick and the bottom one, bottom one should be milkhik for reasons of the steam. But I'm you've got to be careful that at the end of the day, you don't have this, right? I spent a lot of time in the Machon over there in, in Bait Bagan, where, where, where we went through ovens and we stood there behind ovens to see that the steam is often connected, that the bottom oven and the top oven are often connected one to the other. So you're making something in one oven at the same time making something in the other oven. You don't even realize that the steams are mixing over there. That's why they have a shame. People are like, ooh, they have a shame on ovens in this country. What type of country is this? They have a shame on the ovens. I'm about to have a shame on the ovens. For that reason, the same reason they have a shame on the aluminum foil. That's a big one. No, it's been a... How good actually on a restaurant? Who cares about another? Halavai, they have actually on a restaurant. Anyway, Rabbi Say, let's move on. It's on America. Uh, one last Shaila. One last Shaila. Let's talk about the hot plates for a moment, okay? Also, to Shvuz, people will hit, heat up milkshakes and flagships because they want to have milk at the beginning. Next one, that flagship, whatever it is, they don't have a milkshake or hot plate. Nobody has a milk or hot plate, I hope. And then we have a flagship or hot plate for Shabbos Kodesh. What do you do when it comes to Shvuz heating things up on the same hot plate that you use every Shabbos for flagship? So the answer is there's a Ramon Simitari basic sign that says, Ain Kli Boilea Mikli Boloi Roitin. English. Somebody? Oh, Rafael, very good, no? What is it? Good, 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 you're getting there. Somebody? Anna? Arandov? No, Google doesn't know? Oh, says Rabbi Berkman, beautifully, that a one utensil cannot... Uh, cannot absorb taste from another utensil if there's no liquid in between. What does that mean? That means like this. That means if I take a fly sugar pot, okay, and I put a fly sugar pot on the milk sugar counter, nothing happens. Ah, it's a milk sugar counter because there's no moisture in between. That, that would basically mean that I can also use one gas grate for milkshakes and flyshakes. The problem with that is the Ramal says not to do it lechatchela. Okay, Ramosha, Nigus Moshe, Peseda, we're not going to go into Ramosha, Shita, we argue on the Ramal, how he does Pshat, in the Taz, and the Sadi Zion, that it's not a steerer to him, whatever. The point is, one kli cannot believe from another kli that wrote it, which means, if you take a milkshake ladle, and you touch it to the outside of a, of a pot that's cooking fleish mamish, muta. Meaning not lachatrilla, but but the evidence okay. Nothing happened because they can't touch. If the chicken soup is overflowing, and then you have to say for states, obviously it's going to have a blia, which would mean theoretically, if the if the hot plate is dry and nothing spills, then it would be etzim be muta to have one on the other at different times. But again, the ramos is not to do lachatrilla. So according to that, the best thing to do is take a big piece of aluminum foil, cover it over when using it for the milk eggs, take it off and use it for the flashing. This way you've got a separate covering in that way, and that makes sure that everything is okay. Rabbi Sai, then we can go on and on and on. There's a lot more to do. But as Hashem, tomorrow we're going to discuss the Xeris Durabonon that come into Basavahal. Have a wonderful day.